All right, all right. What's up, world? It is your girl, Tiffany Denny. It is the Tiffany Denny Show. As always, I thank you all for checking me out, tuning me in, whether it's live or whether I hear from y'all in a couple days on Spotify. Either way, thank you so, so much for tuning in. Y'all know we have so much to talk about in just this last week of loan about what has happened in this world and our community. We had elections last night in our community. Um, we got to talk about R. Kelly. We got to talk about Versus. We got to talk about Roe versus Wade. We have a lot to talk about. So chill because we got a lot to get through. It's DJ Appreciation Week so or a month. So y'all know I have been bringing my DJs on. Last week I had Gravity and I was so excited to have him. And I had Diablo and I was so excited to talk to him this week. I am so blessed to have DJ Craftmatic and DJ Buntmaster Buttons with us today. And they will be talking to us. You know I love my DJs. There's no hip hop without DJs and y'all know how much I love my hip hop. So I am excited for today's show. This is going to be a lot. Um, first of all, let's talk about last week what we had going on in Colorado Springs, which was the beat, eats, and sneaks that we had brought to us by Craftmatic, Kei Chiba, and Cliff Cage. Um, it looked like it went extremely well. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to make it, but you know we're going to talk about it when we talk to Craftmatic. This week, we also have a silent disco going on, too, um, one at Kawadis and one at another location that we're going to talk about when we get Craftmatic on the show. We also have Joey Badass coming at the Mission Center or Mission Ballroom in Denver in July. So y'all know I'm going to always keep y'all updated on what's going on. And then also, if you missed the Good Life podcast last week, they gave away those Kendrick Lamar tickets. So keep in touch with me. I'm going to keep in touch with what's going on. Um, so the first thing we need to talk about, in my opinion, <laughs> just because this seems to be the hot button issue of the week, is this Roe versus Wade overturning. And there's layers to this. There's a lot to talk about when it comes to this. It is ridiculous. Like... I understand and respect everybody's point of view when it comes to this, but I do think that if your decision is based off of your own personal religion, we should reevaluate the open-mindedness of how we feel about things. Um, I don't feel that we should overturn anything that has to do with race or gender in a backwards way. I don't understand that. If it, it just doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Um, so I respect everybody's decision. Personally, I think this was a step back for our country, and I don't think that this is going to benefit in the way that some people think it's going to benefit. Um, I definitely encouraged everybody to get out to the poll. Shout out to Mr. Tony Exum Sr. and Miss Regina English for winning last night in the primary uh, Democratic nomination elections. Um, but these are why y'all need to go out and vote. This is why it's important to use your voice. This is exactly why, because if you wait every four years and wait for that presidential vote, you'd have missed all the small stuff that's going on that you can change in your community. So please make sure y'all get out to these polls again in November for me, because we can't keep going backwards. We just can't. America has a lot going on. We can't afford to go backwards right now. It's just not a good time. So that is my plea to you all. Pay attention to what's going on in your world, especially in your country and especially in your community. Um, we also have to talk about this Giselle Maxwell sentence for 20 years. I think it's light, but I don't think she's going to make it out. I don't know if I'm allowed to say that, but let's be real. Jeffrey Epstein didn't make it very long, and you playing with some high-profile people who got some high-profile connections. That's kind of scary. Like, so I think, 20, I think we need to quit playing with female life in general. So that's the big thing, but... It's real different when you're messing with somebody's daughters in the sense of them being 
underdeveloped to make decisions of that magnitude. And speaking of that, R. Kelly just got sentenced to 30 years in prison. And I feel the least bit sorry for him. You set yourself up. It happens like that. We let it slide for a while, so I don't feel no sympathy. We knew what happened with Aaliyah. We was there with the sex tape. We saw the Boondocks episode. I don't understand why you ain't stopped. That's just what it is. I think 30 years is um, fair, to say the least. Um, and he is on everything from sex trafficking to racketeering to underage. So his charges was crazy. He got found guilty on nine different counts. So that is 30 years for nine different counts. But right is right, wrong is wrong. And sometimes you're too old to act like you don't know better. Um, so I don't know. I guess outside of DJ appreciation, I do want to just emphasize protecting the women around you and the women in your community because somebody has to. Um, we also have to talk about <clears throat> what's going on with neglection in our community and in the country, so that is something that I will be recapping on tonight. I have a lot more to talk about today. We do have to talk about <clears throat> the verses. Y'all know I'm going to bring it up. Y'all know I got to talk about it. Um, too excited, too excited, too excited to bring this up, because if y'all saw it and y'all saw what I saw, then you know it's a lot. Um, so the verses was, and this is just random, but Bobby Valentino, Sammy, Ray J, and I can't ever remember the fourth one when I'm talking. That's how random it was, but give me a second. So we said Ray J, Bobby Valentino, um, Craftmatic, help me out. Pleasure. There we go. Pleasure P. And what sucks, too, is that before the verses, I actually thought for a second that out of those four, Pleasure and Sammy kind of would have had it because Pleasure kind of had the hits. And I always know Sammy stays on the road. Sammy was just out here at the Black Sheep, actually. So shout out to him. He was out here with Eric Billinger. He's one of my, and Eric Billinger is definitely one of my favorite R&B artists of all time. So it was kind of a random lineup. And I don't know, it gave four young deacons at a church vibe with alcohol. Um, it was a lot happening on that stage. So if you didn't check out the verses, please check out the verses because it's entertainment for the whole fam. Well, not the whole family. I would never suggest anybody under 17 watch that, even though for some reason Ray J had his son on his shoulder for like 10 minutes of the set. I, it was a lot happening. And then you already know if you saw that final round with Omarion and Mario, it was um, an annihilation to say the least, which really sucked because I really think everybody went in thinking Mario was going to win in the back of their minds, but really kind of thinking Omarion oh, was going to win because he has, like, the B2K name and the hits and the resume, but real is real, and I'm not going to say Omarion oh, is fake because technically I really don't think Omarion oh, sounded different on stage than he do on the records. Like, he was the only person. I was like, this is how he's been sounding. I felt like everybody else on the stage may have had some assistance. Um, and then if you watched it, you already know Mario came out on top in every single way when it came to just overall showmanship, overall talent, like, Mario spanked that ass. It's just what it is, like, and he did it embarrassingly. Like, he really called Omarion a dancing little, like, three times on stage. That's embarrassing when you lose and to still be taunted. So, I don't know, as a Virgo, and as a Virgo from Baltimore, I'm not saying I get it, but I understand, just don't get as gassed. Um, but Mario did amazing. I think also, too, it almost felt like Omarion went into this versus off his name 
as opposed to Mario going into this versus off of preparation. And I'm not going to show favoritism because I'm a huge Omarion fan, but I will say that Mario was just out here at the Juneteenth Festival, and he absolutely killed it. Absolutely killed it. So all I could think was and wonder is how much Mario has been staying on the road and has been out here with the people and has been out here with the fans because he was on stage like he never left, whereas some people look like they may have left. Personally, I would have loved a Mario versus Lloyd type of vibe. I felt like that may have been a little bit more fun, but I respect that they were in L.A., and it just felt very L.A. Um, Omarion tried. He brought out everything. I think this boy went through, what, like three, four outfit changes? Like, they then brought out the watermelons. That was weird, a bit cringy. It was just a lot. It was a lot. Like, I genuinely think one was basing off the show, whereas one was basing off the talent. And... I was rooting for everybody on the stage, and it kind of sucks because it feels like the only person who won was Mario on the grand scheme of things, and Mr. No Publicity is Bad Publicity, Ray J. Ray J definitely is kind of winning off of this as well because he is probably the most memed celebrity on social media this week. I have not seen this many memes and clips of anybody in a long time, and they are all entertaining. So shout out to everybody making those Ray J memes because... If he don't give us nothing else, he'll give us something to retweet. That's just Ray J. That's just no, no press is bad press, right? At least that's what they say in Hollywood. I don't know. I say keep a low profile or no profile so you get a good profile, but that's just me. Either way, Ray's made it work, and it's working for him, and this boy done got a ramen deal this week, so I'm going to just stay in my lane. Um, the verses was definitely the fun part of the week, though, as opposed to all the other stuff that's going on. Um, and then on top of that, y'all know I love the culture, so... No matter how you slice it, whether you like these six brothers or not, whether you think they're talented or not, all six of these brothers still had the sauce when they had the sauce. And that goes all the way from the year 2000 all the way up until what? When was the last hit from one of them? Probably like 2016-ish. I don't know. Like, but um, who do we hear from first? Sammy came out in 2000. Mario came out in 2000. Pleasure P was what, 2005. You got Bobby V who came out in that 2005, 2006 era. You have... Um, I keep forgetting all these people. Ray J been around for as long as I can remember. He's just been Brandy's little brother my whole life. With great respect to Ray J. I understand the career. I still listen to that first album, that Wait a Minute, that track still bumps. I love pretending to be Lil' Kim in the mirror, so shout out to Ray J. It's just, these are still some people who were at, at some point a part of the game and the culture, so you gotta respect it, because we made them number one at some point, and all of them, if we either got the sales, or the charts, or both. So it's all respect, but I definitely am just very happy for Mario because I feel like he's one of our underrateds, and it was an opportunity for him to get his flowers. And I also was quite impressed with Sammy because I felt like nobody acknowledges him, and I get it because he's more underground and independent, and his career's been a bit rocky. Um, but I've always felt like he was talented, and I appreciate any artist who has started out as a kid and they continue to keep trying to push this in a positive or um, an evolving fashion. So respects to Sammy, too, because I thought he did all right. But Jeremiah, why? Just, just why? Like, it ain't even like I don't appreciate a Jeremiah song. It's just a, him. I just didn't understand why he was there. But no press is bad press. That's what they say in L.A. I live in Colorado, so I'm not there. So... We're going to get it. Either way, it was viewed. It got results. 
It's going to get these boys some numbers. It's going to get them some streams on their catalogs. And that's the purpose of Versus now. You know, it started in quarantine with uh, Swiss and Tim. And that was, I think that was more out of boredom and male ego just because they just really couldn't figure out out of the two of them which one was the better producer. And I don't know. I would rather see Timbaland and Pharrell go head to head. I think that would be a competition. And then I also think my dream versus would be Usher versus Justin Timberlake as well. And I know y'all gonna look at me crazy, so let me explain myself. Everybody thinks it should be Usher and Chris Brown. No, let's talk time frame, age, and then it's culture versus vulture. So I would love to see a Justin Timberlake versus Usher versus Usher. I think it would be absolutely amazing and entertaining to watch. And I think it would be one good time where we can appreciate Usher for real, for real. Like, we want to talk about people that's been in the game for a ridiculous amount of time and still dropping records. So that one and then Beyonce versus Pink. And another one where I know y'all looking at me crazy, but let's think about this. Time frames, similar. Hits, similar. Songwriting, similar. It's just one's more of a pop rock genre and one's more of a R&B pop genre. But technically, when it comes to streams, numbers, hits, and performancing, nobody matches Beyonce like that but Pink. Both of them like to do all this extra flipping stuff over the crowds during the concerts and show you their seven octaves and have songs that make you cry in the car. So personally, I think my favorite verses in my dreams would be Usher versus Timberlake and Beyonce versus Pink. And then on top of that, I feel like if you do Beyonce versus Pink during like the playoffs, you ain't even gotta worry about your woman. Like, ain't no way every woman who got internet streaming ain't tuning into it because as women, we like Beyonce or and Pink. It's just what it is. Like they just them women. So that would be my dream. I love the versus setup. That was our dream to get through quarantine. And once again, that is why I love DJ Appreciation Month because without even the before Rough Riders, Swiss Beats, he was the DJ. You know, you need the DJ to have the culture. It's just what it is. So I love the Versus series. I didn't think it would get this far. Like, I'm actually astounded at the brand that it's become. Um, I'm excited for it, and I'm excited to see who's next. I know that um, a few months back, I want to say Jermaine Dupri showed interest in Versing with Diddy, and Diddy tried to act like they weren't on the same level, but if you know, you know. Like technically, when it comes to credits, Diddy might have it, but when it comes to who's the actual person who can sit in the studio and make a beat by themselves and DJ a party by themselves, Jermaine Dupri got it. And I also feel like he are underrated. I feel like we don't acknowledge his contributions to the game. Like, I don't even know if we would know Atlanta like that if it wasn't for Jermaine Dupri and LaFace. So, I really do think that would be an interesting versus as well. I have a lot of dream verses in my head, though. It's one of my favorite things to watch. So shout out to the verses this week. Shout out to giving me something fun to distract me from everything that's going on in this world, which I kind of need to talk about, but definitely don't want to talk about because I can't believe us. I just cannot believe us. So it's just, it's a lot. And then it's just scary to think about where we're headed. So when you have things that can just take your mind off of things, it helps a whole lot because where we headed looks, it looks different right now. It looks real different. And taking us back to 60s on the law don't make me feel more assured about us heading in the right direction. And that's just what it is. So 
please vote because that's that little bit of word that can help just a little bit because we about to go into a lot y'all so save your coins work on your careers and don't trust people you don't know I feel like that's the safest way I could put it so that's just what it is y'all got to be conscious about what's going on um it's fun to have these moments where we can get distracted I love them but don't get too distracted to let this whole country pass you by and you get hurt at the end of it. So um, I do want to know y'all's thoughts and opinions, though, on Roe versus Wade. Y'all know y'all can always call the station, 719-300-7036. And then y'all know y'all can always hit me up on social media at Denny the Godmother. So I really want to know y'all's thoughts and opinions on this. Colorado Springs is kind of a 50-50. We get split a lot. Like, we're considered one of the more conservative cities of Colorado, but... We still are kind of in this half-half thing, like, especially with, I want to call it the great Colorado migration, because we've had a lot of people move out here in the last five years, and it's brought a lot of strong viewpoints on either side. Um, I don't think many people are pro-abortion, but I do think a lot of people are pro-choice. I don't think it's fair to take anybody's choice away. That's just the bottom line on that. Like. You answer for how you do, and you answer for what you do, but you can't take away somebody's choice. That's just not fair. Because especially if it's based off of what you believe religiously, you can't force that on somebody. But I understand I was raised in the church, and I mean really raised in the church, y'all. Like Monday through Sunday, raised in the church. Any meeting they had, I was there. Any prayer group they had, I was there. I get the perspective, child. I done been there when churches and walked around Planned Parenthood and tried to pray it away. Either way, it's just not your body, not your choice. It's pretty much that black and white. It's as black and white as no means no. It really is. Your body, your choice. Like, I don't understand why this is still a conversation. So I respect everybody's opinions, but in a country where we have a foster care system the way that we do, where we have an adoption rate the way that we, we do, where we have the government assistance the way that we do, I don't understand why we're so excited to just continue to overpopulate. So it's just, it feels very oxymoronish. So I think that's all I really want to say on that. Like, that's just such a complex topic to talk about right now. And it's a lot to tackle. And it's scary as a woman to to know that anybody has that much of a call on my body or what I can say or what I can't say. And it's even scarier when those calls are being made by people who can't even understand what that's like. So that's, that's different. That's different. And this is also why we need term limits on the Supreme Court because, yeah, there's no reason why anybody should have a job that long. You retire at 65, you should retire at 65. Shouldn't nobody be that old on the Supreme Court. And I'm not aging, but I'm just saying, like, if you remember when Elvis was the biggest star on earth, maybe you should just think about sitting it down for a second. That's all I'm saying. All love, though. I ain't aging. I know y'all right, but, like, most of those people just now transition into smartphones. It's just a different day and age. But all I know is somebody can please tell Clarence while Thomas and Herschel Walker to STFU, because, bro, what are y'all on? Like, and wasn't Clarence Thomas's wife the one who tried to conspire to kill somebody or do something with the president or the government? Like, what are we on? What are we really paying attention to? Because this is crazy. So just make sure y'all know what's going on. I can't stress that enough. I can't encourage that enough. I can't do all of that. 
So just make sure y'all know what's going on. I have a lot of show happening here. We're about to go pay these bills. We're about to go wrap it up. When we come back, I'm going to holler at DJ Craftmatic. I'm going to holler at Buntmaster Buttons for a few minute, minutes, and we're going to continue this DJ Appreciation Month. We're going to go pay these bills, y'all. It's your girl, Tiffany Denny. Are you looking for a strong legal team to help you through a time of crisis? Unknown of who to contact when the law is overbearing? Are your friends or loved ones in fear and trial is drawing near? Defense is more than simply a word within the hallowed halls of the law offices of Barker and Tolini. Ladies and gentlemen, it is literally a cornerstone that these men work, breathe, and live by every day. For nearly a decade, this prestigious law firm has humbly and diligently labored in defense of the people. The law offices of Barker and Tolini are the premier criminal defense attorneys within the box state. Hands down. In your time of legal need, contact the super team of Bark and Tolina at 719-227-0230. Again, that's 719-227-0230. Let them know that you heard it here on the slide so they know we got your back. Contact the offices of Barker and Tolini at 720 South Tejon Street, Colorado Springs, Colorado, 80903. Or at Colorado Springs CO Law Another Life Foundation is a 501c3 nonprofit organization dedicated to helping those battling with mental illness and suicidal behaviors. Do you need to talk to someone? Our organization has recently received a grant to offer five free therapy sessions to eligible community members. If you live in the Fountain, Security, Widefield, Stratmore, Manitou Springs, and Monument areas, you may qualify for free therapy sessions. Even if you don't live in these areas, our network of counselors and therapists accept cash and most insurances. Don't suffer in silence. Schedule your appointment today. You can reach us at anotherlifefoundation.com or call us at 719-216-7238. Mental health is wealth. When times get tough and it seems like the odds are constantly stacked against you, wouldn't it be a blessing to know that you had an ace in the hole? Ladies and gentlemen, consider yourselves anointed because you can always bet on ace pawn and loans to have your back when difficult times attack. Are you down in your luck? Well, come on down and get the best bang for your buck. Ace Pawn and Loans is a family-owned and operated chain that has been servicing the people of Colorado Springs for over 40 years. Having been nominated and voted the best in Colorado Springs for four years running, Ace Pawn and Loan gives the ultimate attention to service and detail. Their staff at all three locations are impeccable and highly professional. Ace Pawn and Loan specializes in pawn loans, title loans, buying, selling, trading, check cashing, and money transfers. They even offer worldwide shipping. Ace Pawn and Loans is truly the best in the business. So make sure you contact the sincere patriots of pawnbroking and loans today. Trade today, get paid today. Catch the deals at three locations locally. 2339 Platte Place, 3060 South Academy Boulevard, 3638 North Academy Boulevard. Or find them on Facebook at Ace Pawn and Loans and tell them the slide sent you. The bass is thumping, the party is jumping. I got the rhymes to keep your body pumping. To keep you rocking, that's what I intend. It's eight number one on the sweet tea agenda. I'm gonna break it down so you can see the skillful way I recite my poetry. Quick as a flash, I'll pop up on the scene. Break out the Casio and the drum machine.
off, but yet it's so tender. Do the right thing, party people, surrender. Go with the flow, cause I want you to know that the lady sweet tea is running this here show. Ain't nothing to it but to go ahead and do it. Don't need a pair of sneakers to run right through it. Situation stable, no question about it. Me get rocked by who? I doubt it. Huh. Already brought his soul The Rock King is so bold 
It is your girl Tiffany Denny at Denny the Godmother. I am here right now, literally, with two of my personal favorite DJs in Colorado Springs. I'm not saying they the best, but they not not the best. I'm just <laughs> like saying that. these are like some of my favorite DJs, some of my favorite people in the city. Like, we're gonna start with Buntmaster Buttons. Buntmaster Buttons has been at this for a while. Buntmaster Buttons was the first person 
to actually give me that shot on the radio, to actually take that chance on me and believe in me. So I am so geeked that he's here right now to talk to me. And we already know we got Craftmatic here. Craftmatic be all over the city, everywhere. I met Craft probably about 10 years ago. And now this man, I told him on Juneteenth, you got to stand in line and meet Craftmatic now. It's not even <laughs> a joke no more. It's man, not even no. a game no more. Like, So <laughs> I am so excited to have both of y'all on here. Thank you so much for joining me, both of you. Um, we are going to talk. We are going to have some conversations. The first thing is, is I'm going to ask y'all, why are y'all DJs? Kick us off, brother. Because I fell in love with the culture. Uh, I think that was my, my, contri- my contribution to hip-hop. Like, when I first decided I wanted to be a part of it, I think the thing that drew me the most was the music. Um, I don't know. I never thought... I never thought I'd be good enough to be a rapper, so I never tried to rap. <laughs> but once you start learning how to DJ and compose a set and make the people move and get the energy going, man, that's a whole different like high. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's just and it's always it been one of my things too. Like if I ever have an issue in life or a problem, throw on my headphones for a minute, and I disappear in that world, and I'll come back and I'll be all right. So I think for me, that's one of the reasons why I became a DJ. It was just not only did it help me out and take away from whatever was going on because I was listening to a cut for three minutes and 50 seconds or whatever it was. But it also made other people happy, and it also made other people get up and dance and make people, you know, enjoy life. Even if it's just for three minutes and 50 seconds of that cut, they're out there doing what they're doing and dancing. And to me, that that really was probably why I love doing what I'm doing. And craft? Yo, actually, he, he covered a lot of it. <laughs> I mean, I'm not even going to lie. Like, for real, I was I was a rapper when I did meet you. I was rapping. Um, I put out m- numerous projects. I went on the road with Bone Thugs and Harmony. I've opened for tons of artists like Twista, Gilly the Kid. Like as a rapper, I'm pretty accomplished. But at the same time, like it just it just wasn't the the thing for me anymore. Like I lost a lot of passion for it. Uh, a lot of the politics and things like that really just made me stray away from it. But I never wanted to get away from music. I could never get away from music. Um, and I end up just finding this outlet of, of learning how to DJ. I got a lot of DJ friends growing up in the scene and stuff like that, and I just wanted to learn. Um, you know, I thought it would just be fun <clears throat> until I actually started doing it. And the same, same thing that pushed Master Bump over here, he said, hey, like, you get, that, you get people in front of you, you get those people out in front of you, and you see them having the time of their life from the songs that you're playing, and you can see and feel that energy. There's nothing else like it. It's super intoxicating. Um, I love that 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 part of it, and it just became a part of me. Like now, I don't I don't look back at all. Like even though I did all this music and I can do all these things, and you know I got I got tours and all of that. That don't matter when you don't you know people don't really resonate with it. But as a DJ, I feel like people resonate with me, and I can actually show my soul of who I am as a DJ too. So definitely, it's a it's an outlet for me. So I have a two-part question. It's DJ Appreciation Month, y'all. As I've mentioned, I have a two-part question. The first question is, who is your favorite DJ? And the second question is, who do you think is the best DJ? My favorite DJ? DJ Jazzy Jeff. Facts. Same answer. Same answer. When Rock the House came out, there was a cut on there where it was just the DJ. And it was yep. a beat, and he was scratching. Yep. And I'm like, yo, that's dope. You know, I want to learn how to do that. Because I didn't want to be a DJ like tour DJ. I wanted to be a 
DJ where I could cut and scratch and right. that, all that, you know yeah. what I mean? I beat juggle to this day. The other day, my son was coming by and I was beat juggling and went behind my back and he was all like, for real? And I'm like, yeah. And I'm like, hey, you know, nobody said, gets to see the end, that part of me because right. I do that at home. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, but that that's what I wanted to be. I didn't want to be like, and, and I'm glad that I, I my, my I did want to be a radio jock, but I'm glad I was a radio jock. Yep. I didn't want to be a, uh, you know, work at a, a adult entertainment club. But dude, I'm glad I worked there. You have no idea the music knowledge I've learned from there. I, I can imagine. I mean? Yeah, and then I worked downtown, and that was a cool experience because the job down there, I was a guest, and it was rock. So I got to blend rock and roll music, which is actual live drummers. It's not a beat machine. So timing is different on that. Yeah. So when you're sitting there spinning it, you got to spin it and keep it under control. You got to know when the, the beat changes up because the drummer changes up. And that really, like, when you start listening to more music, man, it's like, whoa, you know, I didn't hear that in the background. Yeah. I didn't hear that dude's voice compliment this. I didn't, And then you just start listening and get going. And the next thing you know, man, it's just... Okay, well, you know, and that's why I think, going back to Jazzy Jeff, I think that's why he's my favorite and the best, because when he came out with those songs, he was scratching them, doing the breaks, breaking it down. He was doing the, uh, the Transformer scratch. He was doing all this back in 87, whatever, you know what I mean? Yeah. So to me, that, that, I was like blown away. I was like, I want to be like, I want to do that. My first thing I ever DJ was a sixth grade dance, and I was in sixth grade. It was for my class. Oh, so, that's you know actually I mean? really tough. Time. Yeah, so so that's, that's so and and you know just keep going with it. So that that's that's really what it was for me. That's that's the, is Jazzy Jeff, man. And then you know you start looking at the Cubers and, and the guys that scratch. I love that stuff. I love watching the DMX finals. I think those guys are phenomenal. I think that's making the turntables into an instrument. Yeah. No longer. Are you like throwing a party and doing blending music, which is great. You know, I love to do that, but at the same time, it's it, you turn turntables into an instrument right. and you create something brand new out of something that we've heard a million times. And you're like, oh, I can't believe he broke it down Facts. like that. Like he beat juggled that. This dude made a song from Star Wars, the sound out of two. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and for real, you just laugh. To me, that's the most amazing thing. I wish I was more creative in that genre. Yeah. When we was on lockdown, I kid you not, I spent an hour every night practicing my scratch skills. Yeah. I would sit there, look at tutorials, and I would practice, and I would beat juggling, I would do whatever. Because, you know, I, DJing and transitioning, I love to do that. I love mixing stuff. I mean, my kids probably heard the most wildest stuff, concerts you've ever heard, because I'm always, I'm always <laughs> in my living room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but to me, you know, that is what I always wanted to be, and that to me has been the, all, the challenge of DJing. I could always get better at that, you know, just cutting, scratching, beat juggling. I mean, I like my transitions. I think my transitions are good. I like my playlists are good. I think I capture people at the right time. I love getting people on the floor. I've, I've gotten a guy in a wheelchair on a dance floor once, so if you accomplish that, yeah. then you know you're doing good. But, hey, that you know, means you I, hit it right there. Yeah, but it's just that one step above that, I think, you know, that I want to get, you know, if I could do more. But that Jazzy Jeff is definitely my inspiration for sure. For is that, were you sticking with Two Crown? Uh, yeah, no, Jazzy Jazzy is my inspiration behind DJing. He is literally my favorite DJ. He is the reason why I wanted to DJ. Um, the first time I saw him, I went to, well, it wasn't the first, it wasn't my first time DJing, but like really took me to the next level. Because when I first saw him, I actually got to watch him. I went to South by Southwest, um, probably like 2010. And I really, that's when I really tapped in because I didn't, like, I was paying attention to it. I know the roots. I know all the things. But it was just like, I, I was only worried about mixing. I wasn't worried about scratching. I wasn't trying to learn how to scratch either. 
That's the main thing. I love, and then I've like really looked up the history and watching it. Like Jazzy Jeff and literally created one of the most. It's it's a four top four basic scratch. Like it's one it's one that you have to learn as a DJ. If you don't have it in your repertoire, then you might as well put it away. And that's the chirp scratch. And it's like yeah, you see a guy doing stuff like that. That's he is an inventor of of part of what we do. Um, he is literally the best. He is literally the best. <laughs> I ain't seen nobody any like there. Just just as I said, Qbert, I put him in there. Z Trip, um, DJ Craze, A Track, like all of these guys who won the DMC championships. Like I, I definitely try to take bits and pieces and emulate them um, somewhat. But Jazzy Jeff is like who I really look up to. His music to, from music selection to the transitions to. Um, you know, just how he does things, like, definitely. And I, I, lo- I love all kinds of DJing. Like, I, house music is probably my favorite genre to play majority of the time, but I started out as hip-hop DJ. I've always been a hip-hop guy. So um, when it comes to actual DJing, can't bar, bar none is, is definitely jazzy. And see, I have two things I need to piggyback off of what y'all said as far as questions. So the first thing I'm going to ask is to craft, which you mentioned in house music, what do you think about this wave coming right now? <laughs> of um, I'm... I'm in the mix of how I feel about it just because I am an, an not 2022 house music fan yet. Right. <laughs> it was something that, you know, seems predated and it just feels like people are treating it like it's new. I think that's the frustration, not the yeah. revampment, but the fact that people are treating house music like it's a new... Like it's died or something. Yeah. Like it died completely. And yeah, so, I, I, saw, I saw that somebody... I don't even know what publication it was because I've just seen it just getting screenshotted all over um, social media and it was one of talking about how Beyonce has revived house music and I that's about a reach. died um, yeah look it's a super <laughs> because as, as I tell my friends or anybody that respectfully to the queen facts I mean hey, great great track I mean I love the track it's cool you know, but it a sounds, revival is it sounds Robin-esque you know at least, it does you know, or, uh, Crystal you know, Waters yeah, that's all, another all person that I was a huge fan style. of yeah. yeah that's all it is it's just basically 90's piano house Type stuff from I back think in the a day. A lot of that stuff though, they're trying to hit retro with. Like you get a lot of the pop stuff nowadays. Yeah, weekend. Think it, I was gonna say the weekend. Yeah. Weekend whole. Actually, day, day you're absolutely His whole right album there. was an '80s yeah. synth wave. Like <laughs> you know, and it's funny because <laughs> you're I right though. The 80s, so it really was, you know, it was kind of like that vibe. But I get what they're throwing out because everything comes in a full circle. Yeah, always. But you know, again, you know, working in EDM is one thing that I really had to learn working yeah. where I'm at now because See, I it love is EDM. a popular genre, right? And there's so many subgenres with that. It's so many different places that you can go so for, to come out and say that somebody's reviving it's any kind of original. like that yeah that's that, that when well, that's the that. crazy thing is like house music I, as i told my people i said house music is like football soccer of the world it may not be huge in america but everywhere else it's it is massive really big it especially is if you go into that europe yeah european, european asian yes. range of things south yeah. africa has like eight different types of house music that they have on their own from on piano to um what is the other one that my boy just put me on? I don't, I don't even know. There's a whole bunch of them. It's just like African house. That is one thing. Like I said, you go to EDM, the subgenres in EDM are crazy. Yeah. It's just, yeah, it's everywhere. And like you said, it, it's, it's global. Yeah, it's so global. every time you listen to something, it's something completely new or, you know, because I try to listen to that as much as I can. I'll be on the treadmill trying to listen to new tunes because I'm constantly digging. Yeah, trying, trying to find, find something new. new yeah, thing, trying yeah. to find something new that I could throw on. And, you know, a lot of it is like you've either heard that style before right. or it's such a far reach where it's just not 
it's just not, you know yeah. what I mean? And I'm going to piggyback off of something you said, Bum, and that was learning different music. So my question is, what is a song that has got incorporated into y'all's arsenal as a DJ that is one of y'all's favorite songs to play now that you would have never listened to on your own if you were not a DJ? A lot. Because one of the rules of being a DJ is you never get to play what you like. But, <laughs> right? <laughs> but I mean, this is a personal question. What is a personal song that you like found uh, and was like, I didn't even know this song was like hot like that. Like, uh, Let me man. see. Man, there's so many. You know, okay, can I name an artist? I would love it. Tiger. Okay. Tiger was one You know what? Of I actually you know have what? a lot of love for Careless World, the album, you so know, I can see movie, that. Because, you know. First of all, where I work at now, he saves my ass a lot. I can see that. Because he still keeps it. He has the music for Yeah, he still does come out. He matches well with his production. And I'm going to say that. He'll come out with a hot joint, or the track will be hot, and his voice flows with it. It's kind of like a Snoop Dogg. You know what I mean? Where Snoop Dogg just sounds fucking dope on no matter what the fuck you're doing, man, because it's Snoop Dogg. You know what I mean? I don't know if I can cut. Sorry about that. You're good. But, you know, it's just one of those things where I'm like, okay, same thing with him. I never realized that I would be a Tiger fan, but then (laughs) I started listening to him. And maybe that's what, like I said earlier, I kind of missed, like, the Jazzy Jeffs and the Kid in Plays. The and fun. even though it's fun, it's it's more sexually fun because he goes into that route. But it's more of a fun vibe, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. He ain't talking about going around and shooting people up and this. I mean, maybe right. some song, but the majority of the time is shake your ass, make some money, you know. Whatever. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. Just so, party club. Just party. Shit. And that's what I think it is, and yeah. I think that's why that's I would appreciate him if I wasn't a DJ. I think because I didn't wasn't a fan of his, and then once I started listening to the music, I'm like, you know what? This is party music. This right here is pretty cool. Dang. Like you know, you could throw this on and this a lot of tracks and then he helps me discover other MCs or whatever because he works with a lot of people a lot of yeah people he's a like big collaborator he's on a lot of different tracks a lot of different tracks that's a good one that's a good question that- and that was a good answer because <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm really trying to like scour through my head of anybody that I've recently come across that and I guess it could be if it's like any genre it's not it's 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 same thing I like learned especially living here in Colorado you had to you were going to be influenced by everything else. We didn't have a hip-hop station coming up or anything like that. You had to find those times where those tracks were on and things like that. So I always messed with, like, rock and, you know, uh, punk and all kind of stuff like that. So I would say for me, man, especially as of late that I've been listening to a lot or just kind of, like, came back in full circle for me was recently the... um, Oh, man, I just drew a blank right now. Jack White. <laughs> really? Jack White. His last album was Fuego. I love it. It is a... Oh, man. Jack White is super dope. I'm a big fan of the Black Keys because they, well, they he he collaborates with, with hip-hop guys anyway. Mm-hmm. So that's really how I got into Jack White anyway is because they did a, a album. It was a remix album. Uh, the Black Keys did a remix album of the Chico Dusty album for Big Boy. Really? Super fire. Yeah. They, they've done a couple of them. They've done a couple different ones. Um, yeah. Anything like Jack White. So White Stripes um, always has been something that I always play. So like Seven Nation Army is always like, the, honestly, that's like the biggest, one of the biggest white people songs in the world. No, it's a, like it's a vibe though. On, it is a vibe though. It's usually going to bring a floor, for real. Like, it is a vibe I, I hate though. to say it that way, but it's true. It like, is a vibe. I mean, especially what you out say? here in Colorado, like, Especially out here in Colorado. I, I do a lot of events for, I've done sporting events to, you know, DJing at a gym, whatever it is. Um, that song is continuously in my in my sets. Even when I'm playing somewhere, I'll do a side disco, whatever it is, that type of song makes it in there. 
So what are y'all's favorite events to DJ? What is y'all's favorite things? Like uh, last week, uh, Gravity and um, I keep drawing a blank. But either way, they said they hated yeah. doing weddings. Thank you. Dude, yes. Diablo. Bro, I was going to say <laughs> that. Yes. I triggered. was going to say that. The last time, look, I kid you not. The last time I had to do a wedding, I had to see a massage, a massage therapist for the week before going up because I had a knot in my shoulder. It was so bad. Because it's one of those things where you don't want to mess it up. The last thing you want to do at a wedding is have people think, oh, my God, you know, the DJ's up. Right. That was it. You don't want you want to be invisible. Like the right. only thing they want is when it's time for you to cut the cake and whatever. That's the only time you want them to notice you. In my opinion, you yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> and I practice. It seems to be concurrent. My problem is, is I get I'm a workaholic, so I practice. I'll throw down two hours every day for about a whole month before I do the set. So I know I have it down, and I know. Like I tell my son, what's the difference between a professional and an amateur? An amateur practices till they get it right. A professional practices till they don't get it wrong. And that's what I deliver when I go do these events. So I put a lot of stress on myself. Yeah. So I think that's what it is with me with weddings. Like, I just don't like doing them. Now, I've had a lot of success with them. Yeah. And a lot of people recommend me for them. But, you know, if I have to choose not to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's facts. I think it's the same for me. I, I think I like, I hate doing weddings for the fact of it is a lot of pressure. There is a lot that can go wrong. Um, for the most part, like the partying part is the easiest part. Like I'm typically, I always get booked to do the whole thing. So imagine yeah. doing like their walkout music, all of that. Like if they're no playing pressure. their ceremony, that is huge pressure. You mess that up. Like, you're messing up somebody's big day. And the intro when you got a yeah, like, like when they're like when they're, the bride the is coming. Movie. Yeah, all the yeah, stuff. Yeah, that's like, all know, of Because you're a DJ, you ain't an MC. That's yeah. that's a whole. But that's what it is. When you turn into an MC, yeah. you you bring in a master of ceremonies. Real, that's my package. Honestly, for real, like yeah, it had the free meal. Every, every DJ has that answer. Every DJ loves the free well, and meal. the money. So the biggest thing about the, the wedding, money. the for real, Speaking the wedding like a truth is earth the song. money. Like that's that yeah. is where you make it. as a DJ, but, you can make a lot yeah, of money. But, and that's why I practice so much because, like you said, that's why it's so stressful because yeah. you know, hey, you know, this is what I charge. I'm, I'm going to come with it. You know, I know people that charge like 4K for a wedding. So what's it. something that y'all won't turn down if y'all get offered? What's something that's like, even if the money seemed like it's on a, uh, like, uh, but I love this type of event or this type of thing so much that, you know what, just because I get to be there. Do y'all have anything like that? Like I just did one for my brother. My brother's in a, I did the car show down at the Citadel Mall. Okay. Like, like two weeks yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah. yeah, my brother's in this. it was his car show, and he asked me to do it. Um, so I did it. But I've been kind of like chilling cutting back from doing like other stuff because i work every night so i'm working five nights a week as a dj so i'm making a living off thank god you know yeah what I mean? that's really dope yeah too. yeah it is dope man because it's hard to find a good steady gig so right you know especially doing that, that pays and enough to where you pay your bills whatever. yeah you know and i went from working three jobs because i was working down yeah DJ, when i met you we were working so i'm sure my know. wife will be telling me like you need to find <laughs> that then. <laughs> <laughs> you know when you just kind of you know when you find something that you love to do slow down yeah. and i was able to slow down a little bit um you know uh, the parties and stuff i love doing parties i like doing like you know family parties get together parties. Yeah. i've had that type of stuff people getting going to the military goodbye parties those types of things those are usually the funnest ones for me i would say because then there's everybody's having a good time they just out there really concentrating they drinking a lot so once you get into like what <laughs> <laughs> you did this is like that you just play some good hour, music yeah, yeah, it's cool. yeah you return to mac and you're good yeah <laughs> you know what i actually struggle with a lot of those because Especially, like, a lot of my friends, they don't listen to... We don't always listen to the same things. Like, I, I feel like I got friends that definitely, like... I go I go to a lot of concerts, so I go 
do concerts with my friends that I know they're going to enjoy the same style of music. Like, I go to a lot of house music concerts. I go to EDM concerts. I go to hip-hop concerts. And I kind of have different friends that I go with those two because I don't – a lot of people, especially being black – they don't like like the house music shows, you know, things like that. That's the truth. Like I, I mean, it's I be the like the only one there, so you know, stuff like mm-hmm. that. The, so I, I, it's hard for me to do those type of type of parties that, um, that I feel like I don't know like all the stuff that's out right now. Like I'm not good with those, so I'll turn those down. Um, but I like doing like pop ups. Like I'm doing a pop up actually this Saturday afternoon for my guys. This is like our fourth one. Um, they do a clothing pop-up at an art gallery downtown at Art Eleven. Tell me a little bit more about what you got going on with that. Yeah, um, so my, my people, shout out Open the Company. Um, they usually do a pop-up every couple of months. We'll, we'll show up there, have clothes, you know, get some drinks. We'll be chilling, and it's just a vibe, man. It's just vibey music, and they listen to the same kind of stuff that I do on that tip, which is more like uh, chill, vibey, you know, remixes of new stuff, but with dope beats, you know, we call it... Um, you know, future beats and selection. Like, if you have you ever heard of selection? You ever heard of selection before? I have not, but I would love to hear. Definitely about check it. it out on Apple if you had never have. Absolutely, heard of, uh, selection. Um, he's a, he's a guy started out in Cali. Long story short, he gained this collective of people out of college radio, and these guys are producers, DJs, all kinds of stuff, and they are pri- my primary influence when it comes to music right now. When I talk about like new stuff, like they take R and B stuff, flip it, make it dope, like. All the trap style beats that you hear nowadays, but more soul to it, and that's kind of what he calls it is um, eclectic soul. You know, things like that is what it sounds like. It sounds like taking something old, making it new, but making it sound dope, and that's like a lot of my vibes. That is one good thing about being a DJ is you discover a lot of other a lot things. of music, and it turns you on to stuff like mainstream stuff. It you turns you off really fast. It does, and that's you, my problem. I think that's my problem. It right is, right. and, that, and that's, <laughs> that's what I'm, you know that's what I hear. Yeah, because it is true. You hear so much, like I said, Return to Mac, but you hear so much because that's such a mainstay song. Or whatever it is, you don't want to hear it no more. Yeah. So you end up turning to try to find well, what else? Or just is like there anything that can, new, that like can turn me on. That can none spark of these, me. Yeah. none of these people are excited. Where's the creative? <laughs> yeah. You start listening to it, and you start realizing the similarities in artists. You start realizing, oh, this is what makes a hit. They're right. selling these hits. This is right. why it all sounds the same. Yep. So then you start looking for something different, and when you find it, you fall in love with it. Like, oh yeah, yep. this is what I've been looking for. Something different. Yep. Something to take me where I need to be, not where they want to be. Yep. Where I need to be for a minute. Let me come. A back. lot of what I listen to. It doesn't even have like rappers or anything like that. If anything, it'd be like R and B will be involved with. It's usually like singers. That'll be about it. I don't like anything. I sit in the silence. I don't know about. Yeah, it. I, mean, I, I like instrumentals. <laughs> for real, for real. Yeah, I, I like I, instrumentals. I, I so play like, so much music. I keep no, not feel every it. day. Yeah, because I'm because where I work, man, I'm constantly looking for the new stuff. You know, yeah. YG Tiger got a new one came out yesterday. Heard your Logic's new album. I haven't heard. I didn't even know check, Logic had a new album. Exactly. Check it. He said exactly. Check, 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 check <laughs> on his album, man. Like it's a throwback album. It sounds like it's from the '80s. Um, you know, I've been trying to. You know, I'm not going to give any things on Drake. I think Drake wrote this is the first album he probably ever wrote by himself and just threw it out there. I'm yeah. going to say that. But no, I, re- but, I hear you. I hear you. But I'm going to say he got the he got the fan base to follow it. Yeah. And then you can't hate on that because I don't look at Drake as a rapper. I, used I look to. at Drake as an entertainer. Yes, he's a he's a, a pop artist. He's a star. So let him be him. Let him. Yes. He's a Post Malone in my book. You know, yeah. same thing. Post yeah. Malone. He ain't a rapper. Fact. You can't really put him in the category. He doing his own thing. I respect you for that. Make your money doing it. Yep. I'll play you if I get requests for. But you, you ain't my vibe, and that's cool, right? Because I might not be your vibe, but that's cool. You know what I mean? Yep. So there's a lot of new things out here, you know. And then the trap rap stuff, I listen yep. to a lot of that. So you talking money bag, yo, little dark, all those dudes. Yeah. You know, it makes me upset because 
this is why I said the females is winning real quick. Is because these dudes, man, they're coming out here making it, doing it, and they end up being killed, put in jail, all this Facts. stuff. Quick. And I'm like, man, these are not the role models young black men need to see. This is not it. And I mean, and if you're making the money out there and you, you're able to produce your money, and that's how it happens. You know, you sell drugs, you're able to make your money, get your equipment, get going, try to do the... It, it's over and over, over in the history of hip-hop. Yep. You know, a lot of artists. Same story. Yeah, yeah, you know, and, and it's just, you know, it's sad to see that it's still going on that these men can't just be independent and, and you know, like Nipsey Hussle. You heard about that's that That's his own conversation, that, his, his accused shooter got beat up in prison. Well, we knew that was going to happen. Yeah. But the still, fact that he's still alive, he should be happy for it. Exactly. Yeah, those things that, you know, why did have that talent has to get taken away and again right. why do it have to be so synonymous with rap music why do yep. you know the young youth gotta be like that and be like you know, again maybe cause I'm it's I not I even that it's like you just said it's, no why does it keep happening yeah, yeah. Why, you know, that's the big question. Is it the big companies putting it out there? Is it that the social influence? You know, so, hey, when we have that conversation, I know who to Laura bring back because we all know we're gonna have to have that conversation. That's a show no in its own, either. child. That's why I said lower Cohen. But you know, you for. start talking about the female MCs, and I listen to a lot of music. I love rap styles. I love you know, double entendres and stuff. I like Megan Thee Stallion. Yeah. I really like her a lot. You start listening to her vocabulary is good. It's more than he, she, we. And she's a costume. Yeah. You know, and she is throwing out there. But you know what? That's strong, independent women that they've been. I was a cheerleader in high school. I worked at Bath Body Works. <laughs> I kid you not. So I know women have talked about that forever. It's right. just different. It's just different times. Yeah. And you know what? In this day and age, especially now with Roe vs. Wade, maybe they need to hear that more out there. Because you know what? That's really what women are doing. They're living life too. Right. They, they live doing their thing. You know, you can't hate on that. You can't, because exactly. they're all people. Do what, do, do what you need to do to make you happy, but at the same time, you know, just do it within a thing. You know, you don't go out and hurt nobody with it. Yeah. But that's real. And, and that's why I'm saying, that's one of my favorite rappers out right now is Megan Thee Stallion, because I think she's... I'm happy to I, see I the women. I, I'll, have, I'll have to say, for me, it's just like, I, it's kind of the same thing, though, for world models, for, like, my daughter, like, things like that. I look at, like, one of my favorite, my favorite rapper, female rapper right now, holding it down, the rappers in general, um, is Rhapsody. She definitely I wholeheartedly agree with both of you. She holds it down 100%, especially with lyrics, bars. But there's so many. There's so, so many right now. Little Sims from the UK, super fire. Had one of the best albums that I heard this year. Um, or maybe it was late last year. And then there's there's just like a handful more that, I, that I'm like, yo, I can't remember. Oh, Che Noir that did a whole album with Apollo Brown. Super fire. Like, Ooh, hip hop like this. It's like hip hop, and it's just talking. They talking about everything. They're talking about everything that it is today. And yes, I'm like, I'm I'm glad for women empowerment. Absolutely. Um, I just believe that when we just said it earlier, it was oversaturation of them trying to put out the, the same, same thing. thing. They want to find the next Megan. They want to well, find. That's what it is. Yeah, it's it, yeah. After that, and, and that's I think. What it is but right even now. with that being said, you know, as even when we were talking about at least you know, especially in that '90s era when it came to female hip hop, it was just about balance. So we had the Salt and Peppers, we had the Left Eyes, we had the Lil Kims, we had the Foxies, we had the Queen Latifahs, the Missies, the Yo Yos, the, 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 the Brats, the Brats. Ex- like, so nobody's style had to be the same. Even when you look at, right. and that's why Ladies Night the Remix is thought of as one of those big female hip hop classics because you have five. M- 
MCs on this mic and not one of them sound the same. They styles don't sound the same. They image not the same. You know, and for those of y'all who don't know, Ladies Night would be Lil' Kim. It's going to be Angie Martinez, who is one of my big heroes. It's also going to be The Brat. You got um, right. Missy on that. And, of course, Left Eye. Rest in peace, the baby girl. And that's the issue, I think, right now that I have with female hip-hop is the oversaturation of the same thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. We got to go pay these I bills, y'all. Child, are you staying around after this commercial break? I gotta get okay, yeah, we're gonna talk about that. You know, I'm gonna have bombastic buttons up here soon. Me and him, we can get together and just talk about hip hop for hours, and we will. So, I definitely will have him back up here soon. We gotta pay these bills, we gotta talk to these folks real quick. Um, Bumpmaster Buttons, how can they find you? Uh, they can find me on Instagram at Bumpmaster Buttons, and then they'll find me there. Um, you can also just look up Chris Guerra, Chris the Savage Savage, my other DJ name that's on Facebook. Um, but like I said, normally, man, you can also find me at the Snoopy Fox. I'm there every night. I work Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So, I mean, if you want to come down, we're open from 9. I'm there from 9 to 2, and we're open from till 4 a.m. on Friday and Saturday night. So if you want to come down there and check it out, yeah, I got seven hours of music. And I'm hey, off that's the wall. Dope. It's everything from hip-hop, <laughs> from hip-hop to country music to rap music to everything. So I got you. Covered. That's super dope. And then, Jordan, do I got you for a few more minutes? Yeah, absolutely. Now? No, so I will get with, um, after we take the break, me and Jordan going to talk. We're going to talk about Beats, Eats, and Sneaks. We're going to talk about this Ninth Wonder show he just did and what he has going up. And I am so grateful and so humble to see you today, Mr. Chris Buntmaster Buttons. Oh, Thank you so much for stopping by the show today. And you know I'm going to be in touch with you yeah, soon yeah, please. That'd be awesome. Alright y'all we got to go pay these bills We got more music coming from some of my favorite DJs We already listened to Sweet Tea with DJ Jazzy Joyce And we just listened to Run DMC as well With the late great Jam Master J And I got Onyx on the list speaking to him So we will talk to you after this break y'all Another Life Foundation is a 501c3 nonprofit organization Dedicated to helping those battling with mental illness And suicidal behaviors Do you need to talk to someone? Our organization has recently received a grant to offer five free therapy sessions to eligible community members. If you live in the Fountain, Security, Widefield, Stratmore, Manitou Springs, and Monument areas, you may qualify for free therapy sessions. Even if you don't live in these areas, our network of counselors and therapists accept cash and most insurances. Don't suffer in silence. Schedule your appointment today. You can reach us at anotherlifefoundation.com or call us at 719-216-7238. Mental health is wealth. I start to think, 
think of myself as a pure rebel, a radical thinker on a musical level. Cause suckers wanna stop me and girls wanna kiss. Wherever I go, yo, it seems I can't be just cause my name is D Nice, but all the girls call me Derek. It ran through my crew, so I guess I've inherited the job of explaining and also maintaining the fact D Nice is remaining not as king nor prince. But as a teacher with those things like this, I know I'm gonna reach her. So now I don't think you should all despise this fact. D Nice is on the rise, straight to the top like a bubble of water. It's a slaughter. So I think you oughta think realistically, not egotistically. It's suicide if you even think of dissing me. Cause if you try, I'ma make your way to learn the reason I'm the 808, but just call me D Nice. My name is D Nice. My name is D Nice. Take it out, just 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 take it out,
in trouble, the place is in trouble, the population double, a trigger panic, the spot, the heat is on and it's hot, like sex, Terminator, get your go, fuck Wally! y'all welcome back to the tiffany denny show we are still here for dj appreciation month y'all know we just heard a little bit of terminator x right there from public enemy he is definitely definitely one well public enemy is just one of my favorite hip-hop groups of all time um even with their constant i don't know what they'd be going through it seemed like some family stuff on the inside but either way um they are pivotal, and I want to shout out the members of Public Enemy, but I, I don't know who's there right now. I know Chuck D's going to always be Public Enemy, and then depending on how him and Flavor Flav feel this week, <laughs> Flav might be part of the group as well. So <laughs> shout out to Terminator X. We also <laughs> brothers. They are brothers. I'm like, you might not like them, but y'all not going nowhere. Y'all like an old married couple. Y'all just go through y'all season. Chuck D on it on Twitter, too. <laughs> Giving Chuck D a social media account. You should just expect what you expect. Oh, for sure. Because if he wasn't scared to talk to y'all on the radio, he definitely not scared to talk to y'all on I social media. Twitter. He's got the best. Man, listen. One of my Man, listen. And then before that, we heard a comeback song, um, one of the biggest comeback songs of hip hop, and that was "Mama Said Knock You Out" by LL, and that was produced by DJ Marley Mall, Marley Mall, and I think that was kind of like a big thing for both of them at that time because yeah. at that time both of them were kind of being deemed like these old heads of hip-hop even though they were both really young so yeah, yeah, yeah. 
they came back with this song and that song put LL back on the map in the realest way. So I have DJ Craftmatic still here from DJ Appreciation Month. Y'all know how much I love my DJs. I love DJs because there's no hip hop without y'all. Shout out to DJ Cool Herc, who I shouted out last week because I feel like he's the father of modern day hip hop. And that's why we need our DJs. So we are here and Craft, you have so much going on in this city, sir. So much. So the first thing I want to talk to you about is this last Beats, Eats, and Sneaks event that y'all had last week. Yeah. What is it, and how much fun is it? Because it always looks like it's such a blast. Um, let me go live real quick, too. Hold you on. good, baby. <laughs> I understand. Beats, I Eats, and Sneaks is brought to us by Craftmatic, um, by Kate Sheba in the city as well, and shout out to Cliff Cage. I have so much love for everybody on, on that team right there. I think Thank the you. three of y'all are a great trio. Thank you. So I appreciate what y'all are doing. But holler at me about this Beats, Eats, and Sneaks. Yeah, so Beats, Eats, and Sneaks, um, we came up with it all together. Like, them is my them is my people, them is my boys, um, k Cheeb and Cliff Cage. We we just been chilling, especially all through quarantine. <laughs> it was like, Child. yo, we were definitely, like, we was all in the spot together. We've always been chilling. Um, but it, it was actually really dope that one time, like, a couple years back, this was, like, maybe four, four or five years ago, Cliff had actually started something called the Beat Swap. And this B-Swap was super dope, dope idea. Um, we brought in producers, DJs, and it was a literal B-Swap. Like, you could bring vinyl, uh, tapes, do whatever. you just swapping music. Like, you sharing music. And as well as we would have performers come in, and then they can talk to producers. Like, maybe they wanted to get something, and we have producers drop a tape. Always love the idea. I DJ two of them. We did one here at Ty Lily, and then we went up to Denver and did it at Lost Lake. Super dope. Um... And Cheeb is huge in the shoes. Like he, he probably got me way more into the shoes than anybody else. Like he definitely was like, yeah, he made me want to keep up with him, and I think that's hurt my, <laughs> my pockets a lot. That uh, shoe game ain't no joke. It's <laughs> no joke. Real, no facts. That dude, man, that dude got tons of shoes. Um, but he's always wanted to do a sneaker event. He's always wanted to do a sneaker event, and I wanted to get involved. And we just can't. We just put those ideas together, and it was like, yo, let's let's come up with something. And, and especially with them being. Uh, prominent figures in in the community as far as their their two top VJs or DJs, excuse me, for our two top stations in the city, ninety six one and ninety eight nine, and yeah, ninety eight nine. You know they they are on. They're, they're the voice of the city in a sense, and especially Chief. He always said, hey, yeah, "Voice is, of the city." Yeah, <laughs> yeah um, he's one of know, the vets out here. Yeah, he's, he's, he's <laughs> shout out so to K Chiba. We we came up with it. Um, our just it was just this past Sunday that was our ninth one. Um, we've been doing them for a little over two years. Um, and y'all try to do one like every quarter, right? Well, we do one every other month. So okay. we've been doing one every other month. We had taken a break a little bit. We were trying to um, figure out ways and, and moving it around, too. We want to show love to all the different venues in the city. Um, our first ones, our first two we started out with was at Kawadi, um, which is like my home base. I do a lot of things. Shout out to the Kawadi team. I do a lot of stuff there. Um, that's where I spend a lot of my, my DJing at. And... Um, they always went off, went crazy. This last one was great, crazy. A lot of dope kicks, a lot of dope vendors. Um, it's, it's a vibe, man, and I, I feel like a lot of it's funny because we we try to stay humble, but it's like, and I love I love my people in Denver, but they biting a little bit. <laughs> um, I'm just gonna keep it real because when, nobody was doing sneaker events, nobody was no, doing not big in sneaker, the state like especially that. like that when it when it combines music, sneakers, food, and all that. Nobody was doing that, and then this last year. 
Seen a bunch of Denver. <laughs> seen a bunch in Denver. So I mean, well, it's, like you it's said, good we to got set the wave. Big voices in the city, yeah, and, and they can only reaching. stay in the city for so long. Yeah, and it's reaching because we. It's, it's not like we ain't talked to cats up there about it. So it was kind of one of those things. Like we want to bridge that gap eventually. We want to go to Denver, but this is something for the hometown because we don't have much. For we the don't culture. have anything like that. Exactly. We don't have anything bringing a culture in that sense to Colorado Springs. Um, we do have a culture. I think our hip hop scene is way well it used to be. It's starting to Denver starting to surpass it, but Colorado Springs used to have a way better hip hop scene, um, way better hip hop artists. Facts. Because I would put many of my guys in the Colorado Springs up against a lot of Denver acts, and they would eat them alive for rapping. When it comes to that, and a lot of the guys who are hitting up there anyway ain't even from there. Like these are people. I that think grew that up here. also too is just the difference between that major city vibe and yeah. that non. The major city vibe can get. Um, a little saturated seems to be my word for the night. Yeah. But <laughs> it really does seem like sometimes when you get into those major cities, um, there's competition, but there's a different competition when it's a small city and you yeah. have to prove yourself, especially in a city like Colorado Springs when it comes to this thing called hip hop, because right. this city is, uh, we have a very strong yet small hip hop yeah. community out here. Facts. So um, I think. Well, that's what Smith. makes it dope, though, is because we're actually tight-knit. Like, most mm-hmm. of those people, there's not, like, beef and stuff, or it's not as cliquish when it comes to the hip-hop side of it, for sure. Like, definitely there's always some gatekeeping. It's even worse up in Denver. The gatekeeping is even on a higher level. Um, but as far as for, like, hip-hop here and everything like that, even when I was in the scene, when I was rapping and stuff, we did events with everybody. We put everybody – we did all shows together. I remember uh, when we did a big show down at Memorial with Scorp Diesel. Shout-out, Scorp. Um, he put all he literally put all of the, the groups together. And I'm talking about like all the gangs. There was so many gangs, there was so many, everybody who affiliated, everything like that. At least during the event, there was still some shooting after. Um, <laughs> but during the event, it was super dope because it was cool to see all the clicks together. And like me, I'm I'm in the middle. Like I you know, I I had my affiliations when I was younger, but I know a lot of people. I just know everybody, so and I've never had that issue with nobody. So I couldn't wasn't like I couldn't go hang out with the crip the crip crews. The GD crews, the blood crews, anybody who was all doing all that kind of stuff, but having all these different types of people together and melding together was super dope. And I've always loved that about Colorado Springs is like as far as the hip hop scene goes, a lot of these guys, especially the ones who are still doing it, um, we've all worked together. We've all been on shows together. So there's just that mutual respect. Whereas in Denver, you don't get that same because it is the it's very and, and it's competitive. It's very and competitive, and it's, it's a lot happening. The size. It's the size. It's the amount of people. Everybody wants to make it. Everybody's trying to hit it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, all of that. But they're strength in numbers. Yeah, all day. And so I also want to talk about Juneteenth. Yeah. So you got to to DJ on Juneteenth, uh, the Saturday set, which was the Mario set. Yeah. So. Uh, my first question is, when you DJed for Mario, did you know after that that he was going to beat everybody's ass on Versus? Or? <laughs> <laughs> I, I personally knew that he would he was going to hold it down because um, I seen who he was going against. No, <laughs> no disrespect to O. Yeah, I mean, not a disrespect. But I wasn't, I wasn't a B2K fan then because I already knew. Like, I'm, a, I'm, I was a, more, I'm more of a, of a fan of his brother. Like, Marcus Houston is always going to be one of my favorites from back in the day because, of course, Immature. We grew up exactly. Next, that we got an album. When, yeah, when he, or not next. Um, what was IMX? What did yes. they call it? it was like IMX when they grew up. Um, I always messed with Marcus Houston. He always had, to me, some of the dope songs, especially, like, his solo stuff. Like, I honestly feel like 
Marcus Houston would have been better against Mario. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you're not wrong, though. You were not I, wrong. I, look, Up in the Club with Joe Button used to be my joint. Man, look, that um, club song was a vibe. That hey. was a vibe. Joe actually went really hard on that. <laughs> that naked joint, hey. He had, he had tracks. Yeah, exactly. yeah, facts. He had, he had tracks. So there was I – would, I would actually put him up against – in a better fashion, especially in that window, like – He's kind of in that same window. He was a young star. I mean, B2K was too, but Immature started out. I think it was probably just the time frame that made them feel like they needed to pair them up. Right. But I think. And they also did the Millennium stuff. Like, that's what it was. It was like around the. Oh, yeah. All that Millennium touring and stuff. stuff. Yeah. All those guys was together. We have a spot. What's up? What's up? What up, DJ Lag? Hey, DJ Lag. How you doing, baby? What's happening, brother? Hey, boo. How you doing? You pulling up a chair? You going to talk to us for a few minutes? Yeah, let's talk for a few minutes. Yeah, yeah. We spent the last five minutes talking about craft. <laughs> we could talk to you for a second. Yeah. We good. How are you? It's DJ Appreciation Month, so you know that's who I've been talking to. Well, that's what I'm doing. So this is the last show I got for DJ Appreciation Month. So I've been trying to bring the DJs on. All the music has been DJ produced music. Um, we listened to a little bit of D-Nice. We had a little bit of Mama Said Knock You Out with that Marley Mall joint. So we are in our DJ bag today. So it's good to see you. Go ahead and introduce, get the mic up, introduce yourself to the people one time for the one time. DJ Lack the product. Yeah, pull that up. We a team. That's what I'm saying. Teamwork, teamwork. You know, (laughs) part of the slide. Yeah, I know what it is. How long have you been DJing? Don't ooh. You have to know a number, (laughs) an estimate, a guesstimate. Approximately 15 years. Okay, and then who was your inspiration? Because this is my question I ask for all the DJs. Who was your favorite, your best? Who was the person that made you be like, maybe I should get in this game a little bit? Well, I got two people that inspired me. I'm here for it. First one, when I was in school, uh, Jazzy Jeff. You know. <laughs> Jazzy <laughs> it just keeps coming up. I love it. DJ. There's nobody else. <laughs> then I got out of the game, and then I wound up getting back in because of my uncle, um, rest his soul, um, DJ Ace. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Okay, so... Um, what are your events that you like to do around the city, have done, or where can we see you at? Uh, I like to do community events. I mean, well, community events, and I do a lot of uh, weddings, private events. We were just talking about weddings. He said you like weddings. weddings. <laughs> like weddings. weddings. Yeah, I like money. I don't, don't like weddings. Because <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they're more, they, they, everybody basically that's there is there to celebrate. So it's more fun. Yeah. So everybody usually kick off their shoes and have more fun yeah. at those type of events. So one thing that we were going to talk about before the last commercial break, so I'm glad I have another person in here, is females in hip-hop. But now we're going to talk about female DJs. My question is, do you all feel like they not out there, or do you all feel like y'all, we just can't find them? Oh, they out there. Yeah, they out there. I mean, the one, maybe in Colorado it's a little bit less. Denver definitely has a few. Um Destiny Chanel, um, uh, what's the other one that does with Squizzy all the time? I'm sorry, I'm drawing a blank now. I feel bad. Oh, it's cool. I'm uh, putting DJs, y'all on uh, random Simone question says, spots. Simone says, Simone says is one of the coldest DJs up there for sure. Um, you know, it's just it, it's just a, I guess it's a stigma. Maybe and maybe it's the ladies don't feel like they could be successful at it. I don't know what it I is. I think it's also mixed with the bad of lack of representation. Yeah, and a gatekeep. It's like a gatekeep too. But I'll, I'll tell you like. Especially in like EDM house music, women DJs will definitely propel first before a male DJ would. 
uh, but especially a black male DJ. But I mean, like, in I, this I would day, say like a white, a white no, but you're right though. DJ will definitely go faster in that in, in that, that field. Yeah, yes. absolutely. That EDM field is yeah. different. But I think in hip hop, we're just not seeing the representation to match. Because yeah. respectfully, I'm not quite sure who the last mainstream female DJ was. Maybe like Spin, K Swift. Those are my top two out of the well, female that's the thing DJs. Too, though, is are these artists bringing? Do they have women DJs on their teams? Like when you know, with this, just like and you that's said, a like great question with the, the hip hop, you know. That and I think that's what makes hip-hop. her stand out is just right. because she, they did have they, they had a rap group with a, a female DJ behind them because that's actually a great point to bring up is that even with a lot of the female acts, you still see male DJs and. Yeah. We're agreeing that they're out there somewhere. Oh, they there. Yeah, <laughs> Especially yeah, because a lot of the female hip hop artists. Given the opportunity. Do you feel yeah. like that they don't get a fair shake or what? No, what? Absolutely. I think the overall question is genuinely just what's y'all thoughts on this male dominated field still being so male dominated? I don't think that it's that much male dominated. I think it's just more that the opportunities are not given to the female DJs. Yeah. That and I mean, I don't know. I, I I don't know as many either. Like me personally, because I don't see them out. Like it's it's like kind of kind of like you said. I guess it is opportunity meets the preparation meets the skills all the above. And some don't stay long. They get in and then when they don't right, they get they get out. Yeah. Before they put in the work to get in. Like a lot of, it's actually really dope. So DJ Pearly, I met her actually in Denver. She won the DMCs, which was the she was the first woman to win the DMCs. When she, I was like probably like four years ago, um, she she was the first woman to win the DMCs. So it's been very dominated. But she is one of the few women that actually compete. Like she's actually at that level to where she's competing with the top level DJs that can win that. That is the the world the world's title. You are the world. Like if you a heavyweight boxer, that's the title, and that's what she got. Um, I don't see a lot of women actually putting themselves out there, especially in that in that format. Right. Now I know that they're out there because I, I I have a few of them. Shout out my girl D Supreme. She was doing a lot of the stuff um, back in the day, and she's still doing stuff. But she mostly focuses on like producing. She used to do a lot of the internet radio out here. Um, you know, shout out to my homegirl DJ Heat. She DJs for the Washington Mystics out in, in DC. Um, you know, there's a there's a couple. It's just like you have to know and find them. And really see where there is. Oh, jo- this girl Jyoti, um, she's Indian, lives in the UK, has one of the biggest followings now. Um, you know, getting sponsored through Mixcloud and Rents FM out there and things like that. So I mean, I I mess with a lot of women DJs. You just got to know who they are and find them. Like you got to be able to know who they are. I know a bunch of them. I've met a lot of them. A lot of them really dope. Um, it's kind of like what you said though. It's a little bit. I think it's a little bit of the the gatekeeping, the the stigma. And then, of course, these promoters and these these guys are dirtbags. So they just want, <laughs> for real. No, that's real because they. No, they, you are they real though. Do is they just want, they want to they just want to have sex with them. <laughs> that's it. That's all that they're looking for. So they're not actually giving the true ones the opportunities. The ones that they know that they feel like they can get over on quick or put them in front of a big crowd. Like I said, EDM, like house music, women mostly drive that field. Like there's a lot of them, yeah. a lot of them. Um, some of my, some of my favorite DJs are women in them in those spaces because they they are doing their own thing and they don't have to deal with that per se because they're actually making noise, producing, DJing, um, you know, being on the festivals, doing all this stuff. And I see them a lot. So in that side of it, I see it hip hop side not as much. You're right, and I think that does come down to all of the the other things that we already see in hip hop, which is like of course the um, the homophobia to to anything else. There's a lot. 
it's it's very very much similar to anything else that you will see along the game. So, I think I have another question as far as DJs do. You guys feel like, especially in the hip hop community, we know the impar- the importance and the imperativeness of DJs. But do y'all feel like y'all get the love that y'all deserve or appreciate? That's yeah, that's not either one of y'all. <laughs> yeah. Because I feel like y'all are I'll almost I'll like answer too, but definitely <laughs> y'all are like these silent heroes of the culture. No, no. <laughs> no. The DJ. Why is it been, such a hard no? The DJ has been replaced in a sense. Like there is no. It's funny because when you go to a show, look at any show you go to. If you go to a major concert, I think the only one that I've seen that didn't have like a main big DJ on it was J. Cole. I think most of his set was already set up and he had it played and, and timed out and everything like that. But every other person that you go see, they have to have a DJ. And the DJ is who keeps that show hype. They're the That's one backing like. the vocals. They're emceeing them. They're helping them cover. You know, they're they're the ones hyping up the crowd before they get on. All the above, but it's such, especially in hip hop, it is such a like we're in the back side of it. Like you got these big elaborate stages and all this kind of stuff, and they're back in the back, like you know stuff like that. They're not front and center. They're not made to be a part of it. You know who actually still does stuff like that? Rock guys. Mixmaster Mike plays with. Um, oh, damn, what band is he playing with right now? I feel terrible now. You don't have to feel terrible. It. I've been asking no, a lot I'm, of questions. I'm trying to put a lot of things with, on the spot real quick. He Y'all DJs, are good. He DJs, with a, he DJs with like rock bands. He goes and do stuff like that. He gets his own set on the main part of the show. He's he's doing stuff on there, and that's Mixed Master Mike. He is a legend. He's an OG, and he, he's been around a long time, and he gets that front and center. Um, when Beastie Boys was still going around in the rest in peace DJ AM, he was doing all of that stuff with them. They made him front and center. It feels like the only the old the older generation probably still care, um, you know, about that. But I, it's it's really crazy like to see how less the DJ is is a part of hip hop today. Yeah, and I mean y'all are like the reason we have. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's anywhere you go. Right. That's fair, and y'all work longer and harder. <laughs> First one there, last, last one, one out. to go. First one there, DJ got to get the crowd hyped. If the crowd ain't hyped, the artist ain't going to have a good performance. Right. All right, we got a viewer question. What's up, baby? Uh, we have a question from Sergeant Ford Academy. It's, he asks, how has the game changed over the past years, and how do you guys keep up with changing technology? That's a great question, question. actually. That technology question is a huge one. You Grace no more. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I learned on vinyl. That's how I started out, too. So, I mean, I didn't necessarily have to carry crates, but it's like, yeah, yeah you know same thing. I mean? Like, even today, like, I, man, matter of fact, when I did BTs and Sneaks on Sunday, I used my turntables for the first time in a minute because I don't, I don't bring them out. I don't need to. I leave them at home. And I'll use them at home. I play them at home in yeah. practice. Yeah, and that's for practice. I think that's how you keep your skills sharp. But the technology is actually what makes it easier. And some of it is a cheat code. Like, there's y'all got one right there sitting right there. It's a (laughs) a little piece. I can take that thing with me anywhere. I I got two of those. So I take them with me if I need to go do something quick, like put together a set real fast, do a radio mix, anything like that. I'll use something like that just to quickly put together a mix. All I got to do is plug that in my computer, in and out. It records it. Put your hard drive on and go to work. Yeah, and it's easy. Um, I think the technology has made it easier. I think it's made DJs lazier. Um, I agree with you on that one. People don't really take the skills. Seriously? Like the same, yeah, the same things that... 
Yeah, the way it used to be. You had to learn how to beat match by ear. You didn't couldn't look at a screen. Like I know how to mix by ear. I don't look by, at my screen the whole time. Sometimes I do, and I find myself doing that, and then I gotta slap myself. Like, like <laughs> you, you, stop looking at your screen. You're supposed to be looking at your hands, you know, and and listening by ear, and then also just like um, learning your music. A lot of guys don't learn their music. Like learning your music means you're listening to those things. You're finding those different things within the the tracks and the music itself to make your sets different. Like using wordplay, tone play, whatever it is. That stuff is technical. One of my favorite DJs to this day is one of my good friends, uh, DJ Spider Tech. He was right here in Colorado Springs. DJ. Shout out. Shout out to Spider Tech. That's my guy. He's killing it right now. He has residencies in Las Vegas. He's opening for Pitbull. He has his own radio station on Sirius XM or his own, you know, radio hour that he does. And he's spinning that. Yeah, that's and that's what it's about. But those skills is what took him there. Right. That's what got him to the point. So I think what's missing right now, lacking is, you know, the skills. That's what's changed the most is the skills, the laziness that comes with it. Because we got USBs now. You can just plug stuff in, go straight to the CDJ, plug it in like that, and keep it moving. Um, you didn't have to bring the crates. You didn't have to learn to mix by ear. You don't have to do all that. Everything's in front of you, and you can see it instead of hearing it. And that's the big thing. DJs are for you to listen to. And so much of it today, and especially in music and everything, there's so much visual to it. Um, and I think that's what's lost, at least in my opinion, because definitely people ain't listening no more. They don't listen to the skills. They want to hear the songs. Right. Because they're not listening. I, I know when I go to the club, I hate going to the club because I know I don't. if I don't like the DJ, I'm going to walk out of there. Like, it makes me sick. Like, I'm like, all right, I got to get out of here. So y'all sound, y'all sound like chefs when y'all got to taste other people's food Facts. right now. Yeah, it's the same <laughs> thing. It's kind of the same thing. It's kind of the same thing. It's kind of the same thing. I mean, I agree with him because the transition sucks. Yeah, but see, do y'all feel yeah. like y'all got a hypersensitive ear because yes. y'all are? He said yes. All day. All day. I'm like because I feel like I y'all enjoy, harder on people that we wouldn't even realize. That's it. why I don't enjoy going to the club. I don't. I go enjoy <laughs> going watch my friends that I know can definitely get down, but I'm not a fan of like being I in the club. Yeah, I'm, I'm. I'm analyzing. I'm hearing it because I do that to myself. So I'm very. Um, I'm very. Like, if I start a mix, I'll, I could be in the last minute of the song. If I wreck it, I'm stopping, and I have to start all over. Yep. Like, you can't there, – there has to be a certain level of perfection that you're putting into it, you know. And, and I feel like a lot of guys are just lazy. They just want – they see the, the glitz, the glamour. And they don't really understand the. I feel like the that's scenes. almost the direction of like hip hop in this sense. And oh, I facts. know DJs beyond hip hop, but it, it started to become super easy to be less. I don't want to say talented to work as hard. Like you said, it's easier oh, yeah. to be lazier. I know people that put in time in the craft, and that's all they do is put time into the craft. And they will never see the same stages. They will never see the 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 big lights as these people who don't who put in half the effort, half half the yeah. energy. If that. It's, it depends on who you know and what you know, and, and you can get in the door quick. I've seen it. I've, I'm watching it right now in both industries. Like me trying to be a house DJ, being black in a genre that we owned, that we created, that, I, that we that I'm trying to help take back. you <laughs> right, back, though. Like, it's the hardest place to get into. I, I can't get in. I can't break a door for nothing. Yeah, because I the people that I know, and there ain't nothing against them. That's what they grew up on. It's different. It's regional. But I know in Denver right now, there's probably five house music shows going on right now that got thousands of people in them. And that's 
that's something that you and you're not gonna see a black artist on that lineup. Not one. Wait six months. It's, it's headed that way. Beyonce I mean, and coming. Drake then kicked that door back it's, open. It's we it's talked about coming. that earlier. It's kind of coming. Some of, them, some of them already coming, you know, and stuff like that. But then they don't even put black openers on them. That's we real though. The guy who co-produced that whole Drake album, Black yes. Coffee, he has the ex- executive producer. They had, they did have two of them. I, I will give them that. But they did have two black artists go on there, but. It's not like he's from South Africa. Like, this is African house. Like, this is what he does. Mm-hmm. Not saying that white people don't know African house, but the people who created it ain't the ones who going to be knowing it the best. <laughs> no, you're right. It's the so, difference like, between Coltrane and Kenny G, but they both jazz artists. Right. Man, I like that I like one. That. <laughs> yeah. right. that was spicy. That was spicy. That was I like nice it. Right yeah, you, you, but you know the levels. Like, mm-hmm. that's, that's the difference. And it's tough. Like, I, I feel like there's just a lot of different um, gatekeeps there but there's a lot of things changing at least there's a lot of I do see a lot of hope like in the young generation because I'm watching the DMCs they had a 15 year old kid take it um, two years ago they had another kid who was like around the same age take it a couple years later um, so like kids are, is they're actually learning and they want to learn If as long as somebody can help preserve the culture. the culture I don't care what color you are if you're preserving and living by the culture then it's fine we just need more so of um, you know we can't we can't have all of the the same things. You know what I mean? Like we have to we have to be able to build those lanes. My bad. I see daily doses on there. <laughs> hey. Enjoy shows sometimes because we deconstruct stuff. Absolutely. Shout I out shout out to it. daily doses. My, 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 my girl over there. Hey, she she knows what's up because it's the same thing. It's like yeah, you watch a show. You know, she's doing her podcast, for example, and things like that. She wants to listen to podcasts or she'll listen to other radio shows. And you're like, yeah, you dissect everything. Absolutely. And it is difficult. That is one of the hardest things to Absolutely. ever do. Because, like, yeah, I don't like to listen to other DJs unless I actually like that DJ or their music. All right, y'all. Well, we're getting close to wrapping up. So you guys know I always wrap up with my guests. I need to know. I need the people to know how they can find y'all and what they can reach y'all for. I know you're an event guy. Do you do parties? Uh, I do. It depends on the type of party. You know, is is it the type of vibe I'm looking for? Honestly, I'm trying to rebuild and, and rebrand. So if it's not within my branding, um, it's it's not really going to be on my on my platter. But I try to I try to work with people because I want to work with the city. Like I and I that's real. With everybody in the city. Um, so it, it's it's tough. But my name is DJ Craftmatic. If you've never heard of me, um, you can find me on Instagram DJ underscore Craftmatic. Um, pretty much on any social media. That's what it is. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm everywhere, man. I mean, literally, I'm everywhere. I've been at the, all the new spots. I'm at Kawadi every week, every Sunday night. Um, we do silent discos. I got one Saturday there. Um, we're doing one Friday and night. And just real quick, yeah. what is a silent disco? Yeah, let me tell you about the silent disco. Because I know I keep saying it, but it, it just sounds like an oxymoron. Yeah, it's super dope. Um, and and that's, that, and that's <laughs> it is the next generation of like just something different. Like It gives a different aspect, and I love it because it's it makes your own little world. But essentially, um, I work with uh, my partner, Cody, with Discrete Beats. Shout out to Discrete Beats. Um, you have three stations, all different colors, so the red, green, blue. Um, I can have three DJs going at once, playing whatever. And you have a headset, and you pick your flavor. And I, I, I actually am the one who curates all the DJs for the Discrete Beats company, so that's my partner. We work at booking different DJs to have the, fit the venue, not only that, but fit the vibe, whatever, if we're doing a theme, whatever it may be. Um, we try to bring in all those different aspects. So I'll have an EDM station generally or have EDM guys on, open format on another one, strictly hip-hop on another one, whatever it may be. 
Um, I try to bring in different vibes, but I let DJs do what they do. I want DJs to actually be able to enjoy what they do. It's not about necessarily giving the crowd everything they want. That's what makes the silent disco dope because you have other options. If you don't like what you're listening you to, go, go to, to the other song. channel. That's what you can go do. You can't go do that in nightclub. Like if you don't like what you're listening to, you leave. Um, <laughs> here, he at least gives you an option, and it gives you different flavors, different genres, different kinds of music that you can mess with. And it's honestly like, I don't know, immersing yourself in in your own world because you can't hear nothing. Like you can't hear shit. Like you, you, you put got your on, headphones on and, and you, you party. All it's, right, it's out. Like you, you won't hear nothing around you. Which sucks though, because I've had ladies tell me like they don't really like that because that's why they don't go or things like that because it's uncomfortable and I get that I understand that hundred percent because like you don't know who's like behind you do be a creeper or whatever. <laughs> Our events are safe. We've always had a great time. Like I said, we do them at places that make sense and you know it's it's a fun party. I think they're all fun. Um, we typically sell out pretty quick, so if you decide to come down to Kawadi, um, that's our big one. We have one at Red Leg uh, Brewery also on Friday night. We do them all over the city. Um, like I said, it's a dope vibe. We did one on, um, on our BT to Sneaks event. Uh, we had a silent listening party. So while the other event was still going on, while there's performers, there's still music and everything else, give the, uh, another rapper a chance to actually throw a listening party. And they can actually hear, you can hear everything, because it's just like wearing high-fidelity headphones. Like you can hear everything is clear, it's clean. Um, it's a great time. So, yeah. And then how about you, baby? Where are people going to be able to find you at and all that good stuff? I'm on the DJ Lag the Product. That's D-A, not T-H-E. <laughs> 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 Tell them one time, bro. That's on Instagram, Facebook. You know, you can find me anywhere. And then do you have anything upcoming that you need to talk about or want to talk about? Well, we got the Sip and Slide event. We do have, thank you. Sand Creek on July 17th from 12 to 5. Y'all should come out and check us out. July 17th. I had some special guests out. There it is. Y'all know how we do it. Thank you so much, so gentlemen. I appreciate yeah. you both for coming out. Shout out to Buttmaster Buttons for coming out. I love my DJs. Y'all know it's no culture without them. So I appreciate you, gentlemen, for coming and joining hey, me. Craft State, like the whole show. Too. Thank you, baby. I appreciate you so much. Y'all know next week we're going to start our Fryboard Awareness Month. So we have Dr. Penn coming in. We're going to talk about Fryboys and how they affect us in this culture particularly. So I'm excited about that. Thank you guys for tuning in. Y'all know y'all can reach me, Denny the Godmother. I'm right here on all the social media, the Denny the Godmother Show. I am signing out, and I appreciate you all so much. Thank you, guys. Peace. Thank y'all. I appreciate Especially you. Especially Mr. just dropped in. I appreciate that, DJ Lat. Hey, thank y'all for tuning in. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Right. Then you get to turn up a little bit. Yeah.
Representing one kind, so you're not for the blind. Witness what I carry on, bears a further purpose. From how we do slam a few, then you wanna purchase a dialogue of fuck. You love to pop it in your trunk. I win more discipline than a Shaolin monk. Pete Rock and CL, well set to spark it. The powerful target to destroy the black market. But when you say black, listen, I don't know, you lose me. I guess another beggar can't afford to be choosy. I come to the maximum, artist on the major label. Any duplication of this one is fatal. On one, two, five, I gotta hit your live, beat your ass with my tape any race or shape cause if they got mine they got yours too but together here's what we gotta do See I pass on clearance for high rates Every time we sample all the pastime greats yeah. Stick it in the SP-1200 Peter make a loop Lovely way to troop in the Lexus coupe uh -huh. Just a little bit set to make a whole lot happen The musical inside my rapping yeah. Written by the CL, produced by the PR And any, any credit that you heard thus far uh -huh. A start from scratch cause the bass line's critical yeah. Better than the original who first made it uh -huh. Now you wanna sue me but fans never boo me yeah. Believe I know the times we've been broke too G right. Here's another sample clear See you get the hell out of here like a bootleg You're over for the year You only get the credit where the credit is due So listen what I shout out is true You got to tell them to Like the strands of limbs, well I'm thick and that's said Here to go to the head and count the locks on the dread I and not lit to verify, growing to multiply A theory many thought a conspiracy Here to let you know that it applies to all of us You know exceptions to the ruling that's a plus Cause who job bless let no one curse Straighten out what I be about, reckon above the clout And let the management work for me Because I don't need the unnecessary hostility A proper marketing plan so we can gobble up the dough Straighten it out so everybody know the kids are Official with the purpose of a smooth surface Kicking the surface one time to make them nervous We're finally here and very long overdue Pete Rock, this one's for the crew Everybody must You gotta Everybody must They must the YGs, they must the hilltop, they must the whole money earning must everybody must come on.